Today, you're listening to the WTF Bach Podcast. Wow, wow. That's that fabulous. fabulous. Those Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Friday. Right, that view. And now, here's WTF Bach. Yes, it's Evan. Thanks for listening. How am I going to give back to my listeners this holiday season? I thought that you're very used to me talking about music, but I haven't really ever given you a concert. So here's my present. Um, but to introduce the pieces I'm going to play, I'm going to read you a quote that I came across the other day, and it, it will relate to Bach. You'll see how. The art of reading, I'd like to say, consists in having the skills required for lifting your mind up with a book and nothing but a book in your hands, from understanding less to understanding more. Now, if you follow me in this distinction between reading for amusement or entertainment, relaxing, reading just for information on the one hand, and reading for understanding, for deepening your mind, acquiring insight, lifting your mind up from a lower level to a higher one, then I think it's terribly important for each of us, for everyone, to find a number of books that are over their heads. Because if a person reads only books that are on the level of his head, he can't lift his head up. It's the books that are over one's head, the books which one only partially understands at first and must work at to understand more that can possibly elevate you. Now, that's a quote from Mortimer J. Adler. Mortimer J. Adler, great name, by the way. Uh, Mortimer was, well, I suppose the briefest thing to call him would be an educator. I ran across him in my readings about the Encyclopedia Britannica, which you know that I love from this podcast. And that quote, he just sort of tosses that quote out in an interview that's him speaking, what I read. And I thought that is so like Bach, because the Bach pieces that immediately appeal to us are not the ones that really necessarily deepen our knowledge and understanding. It is really the pieces that are at first inscrutable, especially from the early period, the, you know, the period when Bach is making a lot of transcriptions, the period when Bach is, he hasn't quite found the, that voice of universality. Robert Hill once told me the problem with early Bach is he hadn't found how to write for anybody but himself. So these early Bach pieces, these are the pieces that were really lay the groundwork toward understanding the other pieces in the Bach repertoire. And in fact, in doing this, you inevitably draw connections between the other composers that Bach was drawing connections from and therefore learn. You put yourself right in the web of the Baroque era and you acquire much more than you set out to acquire. That said, here are a few fugues from his early period, uh, 1714 to 1717, at least two of these. The first one is after a theme of Adam Reinken, BWV 966, Bach takes a theme that was originally not him and from it, this amazing labyrinth of sound.
Coming your way next on this Christmas concert podcast on the WTF Bach podcast is the Fugue in C Major BWV 946 on a theme by Tommaso Albanoni. Again, Bach does the same thing. He borrows a theme from another composer and spins what is sort of my recent obsession of a fugue. Resonance fades in our virtual cathedral. For those of you just joining us, this is WTF Bach Radio, and this is my DJ voice. The theme here today is fugues that Bach arranged using other composers' themes. What we have are themes written in different pieces of music, usually pieces for orchestra in this case, by Tommaso Albanoni and Adam Reinken. These are contemporaries of Bach's, an Italian and a Dutch contemporary. 
and Bach takes the theme of some of their fugues and then blows it into a different galaxy. The first one we heard was based on a theme by Adam Reinken in C major, and the last one we heard was by Alba Noni, also in C major, and now we are going back to Adam Reinken, sort of a Reinken-Albanoni-Reinken sandwich, the first of its kind. Here is the fugue in A minor, BWV 965.
that doesn't say season's greetings, I don't know what would. That is the fugue from an arrangement of Adam Reinken's music that Bach made around 1714. Adam Reinken was a Dutch composer. He has several orchestral suites, and Bach took two of them and made arrangements for keyboard. The fugues are much shorter in the original Reinken versions, and in general, it's a wonderful example of the art of transcription. The fugues are absolutely stunning, some of the longest for keyboard that isn't specifically for organ. Now, to complete our Reinken, Albanoni, Reinken sandwich, I suppose we need another slice of Albanoni on the end. Now, this one, although it is not officially attributed to a theme by Tommaso Albanoni, certainly sounds like Albanoni. I think you will notice the similarities between the styles of the second fugue and this fugue here. And for the Christmas spirit, I've got out my my one foot and a third Sifflöte for this fugue to brighten the sound of this wonderful fugue, BWV 949, not officially based upon a theme by Tommaso Albanoni, but certainly sounds like it. Again, one of my absolute favorite fugues. I've never played it on the organ before, so here goes. I do hope you enjoy it, and... Merry Christmas, happy holidays.
so much for listening. Thank you.